Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. The miracle of Christmas. And because many of us have heard the story of Christmas so many times, there is a very strong tendency that you might begin to forget the amazing miracle that took place that very morning. You know, because many of us have seen it and because in, in our society today it has been overshadowed by, by a lot of, uh, by the commercial aspect of things, there is a tendency for us not to be able to see. The, the, there is a tendency for us not to be able to appreciate what happened that very, very night. And uh, the miracle of Christmas, like many of us must have heard in time past, is the miracle of God coming to earth to visit the work of his own hands. Every now and then we need to take time, not just to be able to reflect on this, but to be able to appreciate the, what God did for us during that particular time. Bible makes us to understand in Isaiah chapter 9, reading from verse number 6, say, for, us, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. This is the miracle that we're celebrating today. We're celebrating the God that found it necessary to come and dwell amongst men. We're, finally, we're celebrating a God that said, okay, I'm not going to leave the troubles and trials of this world unto you alone. I'm going to come and do it on your behalf. We're celebrating a God that became man. Now, there are two ways in which you can look at the miracle of Christmas, okay? And many people have looked at it over the years like that. The first one is to deconstruct the story of Christmas. And by that, I mean that you can take the whole story apart. You can begin to look at Christmas and say, okay, what is this thing all about? Or you can, or you can connect all things to the back to the story of Christmas. There are two ways. You can either relegate God. You can either take God out of Christmas, out of Christmas or you can actually say God is the very reason, of, uh, reason for the season. You know, they are so, they, those are the two ways. And many people have looked at Christmas from those, two, from those two various angles. And what you will see is that if you take apart Christian, if you separate separate Christ from the Lord from the from the from the season. What you will find is that you reduce Christmas to just a simple proposition. You reduce Christmas to just another fable. And what you do is that you end up with a Christmas without a savior. Which is what a lot of people are doing right now. And that is why for those who are involved in the mental health profession, this is the season where a lot of people are very very unhappy. A lot of people are isolated. A lot of people are detached. A lot of people are separated from, you know, from loved ones. And because they have taken Christ out of the Christmas, what you find is that there is no meaning anymore. Christmas becomes void of miracle. Christmas does no longer no longer has this element of surprise, element of wonder, element of astonishment is no longer there when you take out God out of the particular season. Christmas, therefore, does not transcend the physical. 
It just becomes one of any other thing that we do. It just becomes one of those regular things. It just becomes another day in the year. It becomes a Christmas of our own making. Okay, It becomes a season that we have created for ourselves. It becomes something... That does not bring that does not bring the awe, that does not bring the, the, the wonder that it commands that is that is due to that particular season. But if you flip it to the other side, if you connect all things back to the risen savior, if you connect all things back to Christ Jesus that was born, that we're celebrating his, uh, his birthday there today, what you will find is that Christmas now comes alive, it's now full of mystery, it's now full of wonder, it's now full of miracles, it now becomes something that is beyond our own imagination, it now becomes a story that is never ending, it now becomes a story that is fresh. And this is what the Lord was talking about in Isaiah 58. If you start reading from verse number 8, the Bible says, My thoughts are. My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Okay? For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways your ways, said the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. In other words, if you put Christ where he belongs in the season, what you find is that God opens up a new dimension unto you. It gives you a new vision of what can be. It gives you an idea of what it means to be able to relate with him. And the miracle of Christmas is best summed up in the verse of the scripture we read this morning when we're doing our Bible reading. Let's take a look at it it again in Luke chapter 1, reading from verse number 26. The the miracle of Christmas. To sum it up, Luke wrote, you see, in the sixth month of the in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth. To a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came unto her and said, Hail thou that are highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. And it shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom, and of his kingdom, there shall be no end. And Mary said unto the angel, How can this be? Seeing I know not a man. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the Most High shall overshadow thee. Therefore also the holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her, who is called barren, for with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Now, from this verse of the scripture, you will, see, you will notice the birthing process of the miracle of Christmas. You will notice from this verse of the scripture how the miracle of Christmas came to be. How things we know, how the Lord began to put things together so that you and I can enjoy what we now refer to as Christmas. And what we now, what we now enjoy as the miracle of Christmas. The first thing you saw was the angelic visitation to a young to a young virgin. Then we saw the unusual salutation followed by a perplexing observation that followed that uncommon announcement. Finally, we saw that the angelic angelic reassurance of what the virgin just heard will be accomplished by the power of the Holy Ghost. In other words, the angel visited Mary. 
Mary was perplexed. Mary was wondering, what kind of salutation is this? And then because of that observation, there followed an announcement. And that announcement was that you are going to something that is unusual is about to happen to you. Something that is out of the ordinary is about to happen to you. Your life is about to be turned around. Things are about to happen to you that you never imagined possible. And then they gave, him, they gave her the assurance that this is not going to happen because you are good. It's not going to happen because you are a nice person. It's not going to happen because you know how to pray. It's going to happen because the Lord God Almighty has decided to favor you. The Lord Almighty has decided to look upon you and say, I am going to bless this particular individual. And that is what is going to happen to those of us who are positioning ourselves to say, yes, Lord, this year as it's coming to an end, I will, not, I will be a candidate of your blessing. This is what we're talking about when the angel just came and looked and singled out Mary and said, Mary, you have been favored by the Almighty. God. The same favor the Almighty God showed to the particular man at that, uh, at that, uh, where, that uh, in Bethesda. That man, that pool that was lying in the pool of Bethesda. The Bible says he was sitting down there for 38 years. 38 years, nothing happened. But the Lord Jesus Christ was just walking through that particular area and the Lord singled him out. And then today is the day of your visitation. I pray today will be your own day of visitation in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That the Lord will single you out and favor you. That the Lord will single you out and minister to that particular point of your need. That thing that keeps you awake at night. I am praying this very morning that the Lord God Almighty will single you out and touch that area in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mary was singled out for that particular miracle. For that particular miracle. Now, the interesting thing about this miracle of Christmas is not just a one-time thing. Okay, It's not just a one-time thing that took place when Jesus was born 2,000 years ago. No. The beauty of the miracle of Christmas is that it happens every day. The miracle of Christmas happens every day. It happens to people like you. It happens to people like me. Every day. The miracle of Christmas happens when a young man wakes up in the morning and realizes his need for the Savior. That's when the miracle happens. Because the transformation takes place. The miracle of Christmas happens when a young man and woman realize that they are living apart from the Almighty God and they realize their need for the saving grace. The miracle of Christmas happens when a man wakes up one day and realizes that the Father's love is available to him. The Father's love is available to her. The miracle of Christmas happens when you allow the glory of God to permeate your heart and break away the the barriers, the resistance that you are having to the word of the Almighty God. When that resistance is broken, that is when the miracle takes place. The miracle of Christmas happens when an individual who has been traveling in the road of self-destruction turns around and says, yes, I am no longer traveling in that direction. This is the direction I want to go. The miracle of Christmas happens when you wake up in the morning and you find out that, yes, there is a hope of eternity in your heart. That is the miracle of Christmas. The question is, what is this miracle that we've been talking about? We're talking, which I've just described the effect. But what is this miracle of Christmas? If you go to the book of John chapter 1, John chapter 1, reading from verse number 14. John chapter 1, reading from verse number 14, the Bible says, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us, and we beheld his glory, even the glory as the only begotten of the Father full of grace. That is the miracle. 
The Bible says the word became flesh. If you start reading from John chapter 1, the Bible says that in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was God. In other words, that same word was now made to become flesh and it dwelt amongst us and we beheld his glory. And if you go back to verse number 12 of that same chapter, the Bible makes something very interesting there. It says, but as many as receive him. In other words, as many as, as many people who receive that word that has become flesh, as many people who embrace that particular word that has become flesh, he said to them he gave power to become the son of God even to them that believe on his name so you see that that particular miracle has a two part element to it the first element is that God himself incarnate. God himself became man. And he's now saying that in order for you to enjoy the miracle that we're talking about he said as many as receive him in other words that miracle is available to anybody in other words it is sitting right next to you the only thing you just need to do is just to reach out and accept it. He said, as many as receive him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God. In other words, there is a transformation that takes place between just, you know, that takes you from being an ordinary person to being a person who is apart from Christ, to being a person who is outside of the love of God. He said that transformation takes place as soon as you embrace that gift that has been made available to you. As soon as you accept that particular individual that was given to us as a son of God, as many as receive him, to them gave he the power to become the son of God. Even them that believe on his name. So what is this miracle of Christmas? Number one, the miracle of Christmas is the miracle of the word becoming flesh. It is the miracle of the word becoming flesh. In other words, it is the miracle of the promise of the Almighty God being fulfilled in your own individual lives. It's just like the Lord will tell you something. Many of you probably who have stayed with me for a while, you probably heard me say this. The promise of the Almighty God is not seen in your life. The promise of the Almighty God will not be seen in your life until the promise of the Word of God becomes flesh in your life. What does that mean? You have heard the Bible tells you, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measures, pressed down, shaken together, shall men give unto your bosom. That is the promise of the Almighty God. Will that promise be fulfilled? The only time that promise becomes a reality in your life is when you take that word, is when you, is when you begin to practice that word. And as you begin to practice it, the Lord will begin to fulfill His promise in your life. In other words, the word of God that has been spoken into your life must become flesh through obedience, through practice. That was what was being told unto us this morning when we're looking at the, when we're doing the, the, our, our life class. God speaks the word, but sometimes God requires you to participate. If you look at the book of First, Second Corinthians, I think in chapter 3, the Bible tells us, we are co-laborers with God. We are God's husbandry. In other words, God has a responsibility and you have your own responsibility. You cannot do his own part and definitely God will not do your own part for you. So the miracle of Christmas number one is the miracle of the word becoming flesh. The miracle of Christmas is the miracle of the visitation of a man by the living God. The miracle of Christmas is the miracle of transforming ordinary men into the sons of God. It is the miracle of turning sinful men into saints. It's the miracle of saying a man is traveling in a particular direction and all of a sudden the spirit of the Almighty God hits that person and they turn their life and begin to turn around. That is the miracle where you see a man who is living a very dangerous life, who people will not want to associate with. Men and women who, when, when, when we see them, you are afraid of being in their company. And all of a sudden, the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, they encounter the Lord Jesus Christ. They meet the miracle of Christmas. And what happens? Their life is turned around. 
These same people who are very dangerous become as meek as a lion. These same people who nobody wants to associate with. They are the people that now seek out other people to be able to bless them. The same people who nobody wants, who cannot be of any good, who are useless to society, become very productive members of the, of, this, of the community. The reason is because they have encountered the miracle of Christmas. So the miracle of Christmas is the miracle of transforming ordinary men into the sons of God. The miracle of Christmas is the miracle of liberating the captives, of delivering the oppressed, of healing the sick as a result of God's visitation. When the Lord visits your situation, he turns everything around. When the Lord visits your physical body, every sickness will jump out. When the Lord visits your situation, whatever is tying you down will be broken. When the Lord visits your situation, what you find is that the depression and all the oppression and whatever is going on in your life that is not allowing you to move forward. When you experience the miracle of Christmas, things begin to happen in your life. That is the miracle we're talking about. The miracle of Christmas is the hope of eternal life that is born in the heart of those who have encountered the living Savior. Our sister was talking about it, saying something this morning when we were doing the life plan. He said, the message that we believe is not the message of the, of the economy. They say, the Lord will meet us and provide all our needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Not because of the economy. When you come to church and you see people jumping and shouting, it's not because they don't have any problem. It's not because their bodies are all that okay. It's not because they are not having challenges with their children or their husband or things like that. But it's because they believe a better story. It's because they believe a better story. It's because they have another hope in their life. It's because they are seeing a different reality. It's because they are seeing the things that their eyes have not been able to see. It's because they are seeing the things that God is revealing unto them. That is what the Bible talks about in the book of my the book of Revelation. Sorry, in the book of Romans, chapter 4. When he was talking about Abraham, he said, Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Even when the man was old, he believed that God was able to do what God has promised. He believed that he was still going to be able to have a child. He believed that he was still going to have a family. He believed that the Lord, the promise of the Almighty God will not go in his life without being fulfilled. That is what we're talking about, the miracle of Christmas. It gives you the hope of eternal life that is born in your heart when you encounter the risen Savior. It changes everything. Because at that point in time, you now realize that it is not by your own power anymore. You now realize that it is not what you do. You now realize that it is the mercy of the Almighty God. This is what Jeremiah was referring to. He said, were it not for the mercy of the Almighty God, we would have been consumed. Do you think that you are alive today because you are better? Do you think you are alive today because you are living a good health, you are, you, are, you are living a healthy life, or you are shopping at Whole Food or Whole Food Store? What do you call those people? Yeah. Is, it, is it because you is it because you know how to you 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 know how to drive very well? You are driving careful on the highway. No, it is the mercy of the Almighty God, and because of the encounter that you had with that particular miracle, it gives you an assurance that God has inscribed you on the palm of His hands. And that nothing will happen to you without his consent. The miracle of Christmas is the hope of eternal life that is born in the heart of those who have encountered the risen Savior. The holy miracle of Christmas is the second chance that is given to those who have accepted the invitation. I used to tell people that this society we live in is an unforgiving society. You make one mistake, it's going to be on record. And every time you want to move forward, somebody somewhere will bring that paper and say, this is what you did 20 years ago. This is what you did 50 years ago. 
and they will continue to haunt you with that thing. But the miracle of Christmas is the miracle that wipes away the that makes the clean that gives you a clean slate. It's the miracle that says, as far as the east is from the west, since all he has separated you from your sins. It is the miracle that says that you have the opportunity to get a second chance. It is the miracle that says, though your sins are as as red as crimson, they shall be white as snow. It is the miracle that gives you another opportunity to turn things around. It is a miracle that does not hold you hostage to the life that you have lived in the past. That is the miracle of Christmas. Because everyone that is sitting here right now, I used to joke and say, if you plug a video camera into my heart right now, and you begin to project it in there, you say, Pastor, is this what you are thinking about? You know, the point I'm making is that none of us can stand in the presence of the Almighty God. None of us. The Bible says that the righteousness, our righteousness is like the filthy rag of the, in the presence of the Almighty God. But what gives us the opportunity to stand? It is the mercy of the Almighty God. It is the mercy of the Almighty God. The miracle of Christmas is what, is what the songwriter was talking about. When he said, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved the rest like me. I was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I can see. It was grace that taught my heart to feel. It was grace that grace, it was grace my fear relieved. How precious did the grace appear. The hour I first believed. It is the miracle of Christmas that allows you and I to be able to fellowship together right now. How many nations are represented here as we are seated right now? Several nations are here together. Outside of Christ, how many of us will be able to... It's not even impossible for you to bring us together. But because of that miracle of Christmas, you and I are able to sit down together, sharing the same value, sharing the same common objective, sharing the same aspiration, and the same hope of eternal life. It is... The miracle of Christmas that made this possible. And let me tell you one thing. You and I are one of the many miracles of Christmas. As long as you have the hope of eternal life in your heart. For as many who are sitting right there and they are looking for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Those are the miracles of Christmas that happens on a daily basis. Now for me as an individual, this particular miracle happened 24 years ago. As a fresh graduate from college, I was sitting down. There was no, you know, right in front of the TV watching the documentary. The Spirit of the Almighty God ministered directly to me. And that was how this whole journey started. As a young man just graduated from college, I have no idea what the future holds. But when the Spirit of the Almighty God visited me and declared me to be a son of God, the hope for a future was given. And as time went on, the birth of the, the Spirit of the Almighty God now birthed his calling upon my life, even that a calling that I could never have anticipated. Because for those who knew me when I was growing up, if you come to preach to me, you are in for a very rough ride. Because I will give you some serious challenge. But when that miracle happened, things turned around. A hope was given. A calling was given. And like many, I wondered how can I be the person who will be, the, who will be speaking the word of God? How will I be the person who will be able to speak the word of God? Just like Isaiah was saying, I'm a man of unclean lips. I know myself because I know my limitations. I know myself because I know my weaknesses. I know I'm a man who is very... It's very easy. You know, I don't take this anything serious. I am somebody who can mess with some people that they will. If you don't know how to take a joke, you can't live with me. I begin to wonder, how can you preach the gospel with that kind of a behavior? How can you? But Lord gave a clear word. 
Habakkuk chapter 2, reading from verse number 3, the Bible tells me then. He said, For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Do it, tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. That was the word of God to me. And I embraced it at that time. And when time came for that particular word to be fulfilled, and I was still questioning the calling, I was still questioning my own ability, I was still questioning my own credentials, the Lord God Almighty came again in the book of Judges chapter 6, reading from verse number 14, the Lord told me that, the Lord looked upon him and said, go in this thy might. Because it's not by your own power. The miracle does not happen because you are good. The miracle does not happen because you are are educated. The miracle does not happen because you have lived a good life. The miracle happens because the Lord decides to choose you. The miracle happens because the Lord decides to favor you. And that's why he told me, he said, go in thy power. Have I not sent thee? So today I stand to declare the miracle of Christmas. Is, I stand to declare that the miracle of Christmas is not just the child I was born 2,000 years ago. But it's the miracle of Christmas is the countless of millions who have come to know and are still coming to know the saving grace in the Lord Jesus Christ. And you are one of them if you have already been saved. I am one of them because I have the hope of eternal life in my heart. The question therefore is this. How does that miracle begin in your life? How does that miracle begin in my life? How do you start the journey of experiencing the miracle of Christmas in your life? How do you start that journey? If we go back to if we go back to the book of Luke chapter 1, verse 26 that we read a few minutes ago, you will see a couple of things that happens when that particular miracle is about to take place. Like every miracle that happens to the people of God, the miracle of Christmas in your life will start with a visitation. It will start with a visitation. In other words, your miracle of Christmas will not happen until you receive a divine visitation from the Almighty God. Luke chapter 1 verse 26, the Bible tells us, And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth. You will not experience the touch of the supernatural. You will not experience the touch of the Almighty God, except you first of all receive a visitation. A visitation that might come in the form of a word. A visitation that might come in the form of a scripture verse. A visitation that might come in the form of an encounter with the living God. Until you encounter that visitation, that miracle will not happen. Number two, how do you how you know how do you experience your own miracle of Christmas? Your miracle of Christmas will not happen until you hear a specific declaration for your life. There are so many things that we hear in church. So many things that we hear in church. But not every word that comes out of the pulpit in church is meant for you. There are some words that are just meant to be able to encourage everybody. There are some words that are just meant to be able to caution everybody. But there are times when the Lord speaks directly to you. There are times when the Lord will give you a specific word. I don't know whether you have ever experienced this, but there are times you open the scriptures and the word of God just comes alive. It jumps up at you. You know that this particular word is yours. It's been written for ages, but when you open the scriptures, the word just speaks to you and it tells you this is for you. There are times when you are in a meeting and somebody speaks a word and it resonates in your heart. There are times when you are moving up and down and you just see something that the Lord uses that and you get, and it gets a, you get a different meaning. That's why people say, and it hits me. That is when the Lord Almighty takes the word, takes a declaration and makes it yours. You will not experience the miracle of Christmas until you have what is called 
until you are able to hear that divine declaration that God has made concerning you. If you look at verse number 28, the Bible tells us, the angel came unto her and said, Hail thou that are highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed, blessed are thou among women. And in verse number 31, he said, Behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. That was the specific word to Mary at that point in time. If you are standing next to Mary, you can hear the same word, but it will have no effect because it was not meant for you. You might be standing right next to Mary and you may be hearing, thou highly favored. You might want to claim it. You might want to say, yes, I want to be a partaker of, of this, but it will not have any effect because it was not meant for you. But when the word is spoken directly to you, when you hear the declaration of the Almighty God specific for your life, when the Lord tells you specific, this is what I have in store for you, it changes everything. It turned your life around. That is what happened to Peter. The Bible told us that they fished all night. And when they now came to shore, they met the Lord Jesus. Where Jesus said, where is the fish? They said, well, we don't have anything. He said, now, this is what the Lord of this is what the word of the Almighty God says to you. Take that same net that you have used all night. Cast it on the right side of the ship. And when you do, you shall find. And when Peter followed that particular word, when Peter received that revelation specific to his own life, what happened was that, and he threw the net inside the water, the Bible says that he pulled, and they could not pull it back on, back in. This was the same waters that they had fished all night. This was the same people who are experienced fishermen. These were people who are know how, they know the best time to go fishing. But when the declaration of the word of God came specific to their life, it changes everything. I want you to bow your head and talk to the Almighty God and say, Lord, speak a specific word for my life. The word that will move me forward. <laughs> speak it into my life this morning in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Just open your mouth and just talk to the Almighty God. Just send a prayer up and say, Lord Almighty, the word that will transform my life as I go into this new year. The word that will turn me around. The word that will move me to the next level. That word, oh God Almighty, that will take me to the place that you want me to be. That word that will cause an eternal change. I pray, Lord, speak it into my life today. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.